Thank y'all for coming out and worshiping with us. Please join in as we sing His love endures forever.
little group with us this morning called Dina Plus Two. Okay. <laughs>
with me this morning to John chapter 14. Boy, isn't it good to be in the Lord's house this morning. What a wonderful song service. I'm glad that I can come here and enjoy what I have in the Lord. I'm glad that I can enjoy my salvation. And a lot of people that get saved and they think they can't enjoy it, I, I, all I can say is bless their heart. And I'm, I'm glad I can enjoy, enjoy the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God this morning. Thank you for being here. It's good to be in the Lord's house. I'm glad to be saved. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to have the visitors this morning. We have visitors all over the house. Thank you for being here. A good crowd this morning, but most of all, the Lord's here in this place, and I'm glad He's here. Uh, Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? John chapter 14, John chapter 14 and verse 16. This is the words of Jesus, And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him, but ye know Him, for He dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the promise that you will not leave us alone, that you will send us a comforter in the form of your Holy Spirit. I pray that we would allow your Holy Spirit to have full reign in this place today. Lord, I pray for those that you're working on. Lord, I pray that we would just allow your word and your Holy Spirit to have its will and way in our life today. If there are some that need to be saved, Lord, I pray today that they would be saved. I pray today that you would give us a better understanding of the work of your Holy Spirit in our life, Lord. May we realize today that you are with us through your Spirit. And it's impossible to please you. It's impossible to serve you. It's impossible to walk with you, Lord, if we're not Spirit-filled. Lord, I pray that you help me today. I need your help, Lord. I don't want to be heard. I don't want to be seen. But I want your Son, Jesus, to be revealed in this place today. Lord, I give it all to you, and I put it in your hands. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated this morning. Last Sunday, I began a series of sermons on the topic, Getting Back to the Basics. And last Sunday, we talked about salvation. We went back to the very beginning. And a lot of times, when you go to the place of salvation, once somebody gets saved, we automatically begin to go to the uh, doctrine or ordinance of baptism. And it is very important that once we get saved, we get baptized. But that's something we're going to get on a little later, probably next Sunday. But something that we skip, something that we uh, sometimes tend to pass over, is the work of the Holy Spirit of God in relation to the believer. Because once an individual gets saved, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. It's something that we kind of skip over sometimes, but may I tell you, if you're saved today, one of the most important doctrines that we have in the Bible is our relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. If you're saved today, the very first thing that you get from the Lord is the Holy Spirit. The very first thing that you receive from God is His Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is something in, in, in somebody in our life that we need to understand plays a vital role in our life once we've been saved. Now, God is three persons. He's God the Father, He's God the Son, and He's God the Holy Spirit. 
And I want you to understand today that the work of the Father is very important. The work of the Son is very important. But may I tell you, the work of the Holy Spirit is just as important today. And it is important today that we understand that all three of these persons play a vital role. The object today is to get to the Father. But the only way to get to the Father is through the Son. But the only way to get to both of them is through the working of the Holy Spirit of God. The only way to be saved today is by calling upon Jesus Christ for salvation. And when you call upon Him, He will send that Holy Spirit to come unto you and show you that you're saved. Jesus is showing here in our Scripture, and He's talking to the disciples. And He said, one day I'm going to have to go, but when I go, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send you some help. I want you to know that the day you got saved, you got some help that day. You got a comforter, and the Bible uses the word comforter, and in the Greek, it is a word that means one to come alongside and render aid. I'm glad the day that I met Jesus, He didn't just leave me alone. He didn't just say, okay, here's the Christian life, now go figure it out for yourself. He said, no, here's some help. And I want you to know the very day you got saved, the very day I got saved, we got some help in the form of the Holy Spirit of God. He said, I will send Him to you. Notice what He said in 16. He said, I'll pray the Father and He shall give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever. Let me tell you something. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit is sent to you to abide with you forever. Isn't that some precious words? To abide with you forever. Notice what He said in 17. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. May I tell you, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Only the saved. Only the saved can receive the Holy Spirit because it seeth Him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Let me tell you something. If you get saved, God's going to send his Holy Spirit to you to be in you, to live and dwell in you. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Aren't you glad the day you got saved, the Lord didn't say, okay, do the best you can. He said, no, here's your little help. I want you to know, child of God, the day you met Jesus, one of the greatest things happened is God sent His Holy Spirit to come to you and indwell you. And I want you to know we have some help today. We go through battles, we go through things, but we are not in them by ourselves. We have some help, we have some aid. And that aid and that help is the Holy Spirit of God today. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 1. And there's two main points that I want to look at today. Number one is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Look in Ephesians chapter 1. Boy, I love these verses here. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. In whom, and now remember the Apostle Paul is writing to believers. He's writing to the church at Ephesus. And he said, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believe. Isn't that how we get saved? By the hearing of the gospel. By faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God is preached. We take the Word of God and we believe in that Word, and salvation comes to us. Notice what he said here. And he said, in whom also after that ye believe. Let me tell you something. When you hear and you believe, something takes place. Notice what he said. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. 
which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. Isn't that beautiful today? The Bible says right here that the very moment that we got saved, that He responded to us by sending us His Holy Spirit. The very day that we met Jesus... He indwelled us with His Holy Spirit. There's only one thing that impresses God. God is not impressed with your money. He's not impressed with your job. He's not impressed with our clothes. But what impresses Him today is our faith in Him and His ability to save us. And when we have faith in Him, He is a rewarder of that faith. And God rewards our faith by sending us His Holy Spirit. May I tell you that when we believe in Jesus, God responds to us by sealing us and by indwelling us. The very moment that I had faith, I want to tell you something, it wasn't me that got the Holy Spirit. It was God that sent His Holy Spirit to me. And let me tell you something. Us being indwelled with the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with how much you come to church. It has nothing to do with how much you tithe. Being indwelled with the Holy Spirit is God's response to your faith. And a lot of people say, well, if I read my Bible more, I will be indwelled more. Friend, God indwells you that very moment that you receive Jesus as your personal Savior. And He sends that sweet Holy Spirit to you. Are you all with me today? And the very moment that you got saved, He indwelled you. You can't do anything to get more. God indwelled you that very day that you met Jesus. Let me tell you something. That was God's response to your faith. You being indwelled is God's responsibility, not ours. How do you know, preacher, that I'm saved? Friend, you know it by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God. People say, well, preacher, I don't know if I'm saved or not. Friend, if you've been saved, you know it because the Holy Spirit of God has indwelled you. And it, God sends that Spirit to you to fill you. In 2 Corinthians 1.22, the Bible said, "...who hath also sealed us and give us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts." The Holy Spirit comes and dwells us and seals us. And that word seal signifies a finality. It signifies an ownership. It signifies a security. The moment the believer gets saved, God responds by indwelling us. And that Holy Spirit seals our hearts. That means it brings about some finality to our salvation. We know that it is settled because God has responded to our faith. People say, well, how do you know God heard you? Because He sent me His Holy Spirit. That's how I know He heard me. And when that Holy Spirit came to me, it sealed me. And I'll tell you what, I had a lot of doubts in my life before, but one thing I don't doubt is my salvation because there's some finality there now with my salvation because He sealed me. It's done. There's nothing else needs to be done. And a lot of people say, well, I'll tell you what, and I heard a woman one time say this, and I was in a revival preaching, she said, I got saved when I was eight, but the Holy Spirit didn't come to me till I was 15. And I'm going to be honest with you with that, that mindset I don't really agree with, because it's impossible to be saved without having the Holy Spirit of God. If you trust in Jesus, He will seal you today. And that Holy Spirit will immediately come to you and seal you and bring some finality to your life and to your situation. The Bible says here in Romans 8 and 9, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man, listen now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. 
may I tell you, you can you say, well, I don't have the Holy Spirit, then you're not saved. But if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit of God. And it comes to you, and it reveals to you the finality that Jesus has saved you, and what Jesus done was enough to keep you saved. Isn't that wonderful to know that today? It also signifies ownership. It signifies ownership in 1 John 4 and 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. How do we know that we are of God now? Because He has sealed us with that Holy Spirit. We know that we dwell in Him because He dwells in us. Isn't that awesome? The God of heaven now dwells in us. Do you know what the body is? It is a tabernacle. It is a temple. And it houses something. We talked about in Sunday school a couple of weeks ago that it can house the devil. I think you all know that if you've raised kids before. We all know that. It can house the devil. But let me tell you something. As God's people, we house the Holy Spirit of God. And God dwells within us. And we know that we are of Him because He is in us. And that is the purpose of Him sending that Holy Spirit to us is to let us know that, hey, now you're of me. Hey, I know I'm a child of God today because His Holy Spirit came to me and indwelled me. Also, that word sealed also signifies a security. In Ephesians 4 and 30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. When that Holy Spirit came to me, it sealed me. It brought about a sense of security to my life. You say, what does that mean, preacher? It means exactly what Jesus said in our very text there. It comes in us and dwells with us forever. That means the very moment that I got saved, that Holy Spirit came to me and it dwelled within me. And there's no way now that I can ever die and go to hell. Because the Holy Spirit came to me and sealed me. Until when? The day of redemption. That means that the devil himself cannot undo what God did in my life. Because His Holy Spirit is dwelling within me and the devil can't do anything about it. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? Until the day... It doesn't say until you mess up. It doesn't say until a preacher proves you otherwise. It says until the day of redemption. That means when the rapture takes place or I die first, whatever happens, friend, that is how long the Holy Spirit is dwelling in me. Friend, there is no way today that I can ever be lost again because I have been sealed until the day of redemption. How do we get settled in our salvation? We realize that God has sent us His Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit brings about some security and some assurance to our salvation. If you're with me, say amen. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 5. I'll get the word out in a minute. Ephesians chapter 5. In verse 18, number two, I want to talk about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, the indwelling is something God does. The indwelling is something that only God can do. And once you're saved, the Spirit is there. How many times in prayer, Lord, please send us your Spirit. Lord, please send your Spirit in this place. Let me tell you something. If you're saved, the Spirit is here today. Okay? God does that. But how much we respond to that Spirit's not on God, it's on us. And that's where the infilling of the Holy Spirit comes in. Notice Ephesians 5 and 18. The Bible said, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled 
with the Spirit. Now, Paul is talking to these believers, and he brings about an interesting thing. He brings about the topic of being a drunkard. Somebody that is drunk on wine. Somebody that is drunk on alcohol today, or somebody that is doped up on drugs, is somebody that has filled themselves with a substance to the place where that substance has control over them. And that substance leads them. And that substance guides them. You say, preacher, what's wrong with drinking? That's the problem right there. Is that substance, that substance takes over you and your life. You can't think, you can't do anything because that substance has control over you. And Paul said, don't be drunk with wine. Don't get into drugs. Don't let any other substance have control over you other than the Holy Spirit of God. And just like those drug addicts and those alcoholics that allow that stuff to guide them and lead them friend, we don't need that mess today. I don't need to be drunk with wine. I don't need to get high on dope today because I have the Holy Spirit of God to come into me. Friend, you want a high today, get saved. You want, you want, to, you want to get excited, get saved. People say, well, I'm telling you, man, drinking does something to you that nothing else do. No, friend, you had not been saved. That Holy Spirit will come to you and do something in you and with you and for you that you can't explain. And guess what? It doesn't have near the consequences that drinking does. Hello? And I'll tell you what, that Spirit is here to help us. That Spirit is here to guide us and lead us. And friend, may I tell you today that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. I want you to notice this is the command of the Scripture that Paul said, Be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit is here. The Spirit is in our life. But God cannot make you be obedient to that, to that Spirit. It is our job and our duty to respond to that Spirit and be obedient. And I want you to know that the level of the work of that Holy Spirit, the Spirit's here, but we've got to let Him work. And every single day we have to be filled with the Spirit. The Scripture's plain. Be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Child of God, what is your duty today? Your duty is to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That means that we are going to allow the Holy Spirit to to work in our life. We're going to be obedient to its leadership. That means regardless of what our spouse tells us or our kids tell us or the world tells us, we're going to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. That means we're going to give all to it. Okay, now listen. Saul, before he became Paul, man one time said, Preacher, Paul, he went three days without having the Holy Spirit. Paul's the one who wrote that the moment he got saved, God sealed him. That was God's doing. But if you know, the Bible says that Paul went three days. And he sent him to Ananias. And I want to explain something to you. And somebody said, well, Paul went three days without having the Holy Spirit. I said, well, if Paul went three days, he was three days lost. Because it's impossible to not have the Holy Spirit and not be saved. Friend, let me tell you something. If, if you're saved, you got the Holy Spirit. Paul said it. The Word does not contradict itself. But here's the, here's the issue. And this is what I told him. I said, look at Ananias. Look at Paul when he was on the Damascus road. This man was going to kill Christians. And when the Lord blinded him and deafed him and all that, we know that God was preparing him. Okay? And he said, Ananias, I want you to go to him. And I want you to baptize him. But this is what it was about. He said, this man has a great job. He has a great responsibility. And he's going to face some bad things in his Christian life. And he needs to be filled with the Spirit. God already indwelled him. 
Now he had to get Saul to the position where he understood that he could not do the work without putting all of his faith in that Spirit. Friend, I want to tell you something. Paul was an awesome man of God. And the reason that he did so many of these things, because this was a man that was not just indwelled, this was a man that was infilled with the Holy Spirit of God. He was willing to have the will of the Lord take place in his life, and he was obedient to that Spirit's call every time it came calling. And I'm going to tell you something. Paul was saved those three days. That Holy Spirit dwelled with him those three days. But those three days was about preparing him and getting him ready to focus on what he had to do for the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. The reason a lot of Christians are falling out of the service of the Lord is because we get saved and we forget about the work of the Holy Spirit of God. And we think we can go out there and battle that devil. We think we can go out there and win this this world to the Lord without the help and the aid of the Holy Spirit. Friend, you cannot do it. You will quit. You will fall out of service. You will be a backslider. You will be a hypocrite. If we do not submit ourselves to the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God, friend, we won't be serving God very long. I want you to know the enemy's real today. The enemy's alive. He is roaring. He is seeking to devour us. He is coming to kill and steal and destroy in our life today. He seeks to destroy you. And the greatest weapon that we have against him is that sweet Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. He's destroying our families. He's destroying our lives. Hold on. But we're letting Him. And the reason we're letting Him is we're not submitting ourselves to that sweet Holy Spirit. We have to submit ourselves and be infilled with that Holy Spirit of God. Notice what He said in, in the book of Acts chapter 1. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria, the uttermost part of the earth. I want you to understand today that it is impossible to successfully serve the Lord without walking every day with the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God. Because He said, I'm going to send you some power. I'm going to send you some help. What's that help? It's the Holy Spirit. He said, what was their job? He said, you go be witnesses for me. Are you all with me this morning? What has He called us to do? He's called us to go be witnesses for Him. How do we successfully be a witness? We've got to submit to the power that He put in our life. I remember one time, sometimes we get preaching and, you know, we, we get all high and mighty. I'll, I'll be honest. Sometimes I get prideful. Sometimes I've got to get reminded what's really the power of my life. I'm not as good as I think I am sometimes. Because, friend... Me, by myself, I can't do anything. But that part of God that dwells in me can do anything. And I remember about two years ago, the Lord just put me in check. I was preaching revivals all over the place. I went up one time to Tyler, Texas, about an hour and 15 minute drive to this church. And that very first day I woke up that morning, I could not talk. I'm talking about my throat was gone. I was sicker than a dog and I had three nights revival there. I just got done preaching another revival. I was wore out. I couldn't talk. I went to the doctor. Man, you, I'm talking about dope and here, here I am. I said, man, you pump me up on steroids. You give me everything you got. Get me going here. Man, I need to pick me up. He gave, he gave me everything he had. And at the end of the day, I still couldn't talk. Lacey said, what are you going to do? I said, I have no clue. I started to call the preacher and cancel. I said, I can't do that. I just went to pray and Lord help me. Lord help me. 
Drove all the way to Tyler. Lord help me. I was crying. I was scared to death. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I got in there, the song service. I couldn't say it. Where a preacher said, what are you going to do? I said, I have no clue. I said, I'm going to trust in Him. Let me tell you something. That very moment that I got in that pulpit, I opened my mouth. And you could never tell there was anything wrong with my voice. And I preached a 30-minute sermon. I gave it all I had. And I got done, and I couldn't whisper after that. I mean, my voice was gone. And I got in my truck, and I was just so amazed at what you can do when you submit yourself to God. God's not impressed with our abilities. He's impressed with our faith in Him. And when we submit ourselves to Him, you watch out, because there's a power in you that this world has no thought about. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Preacher, God wants me to do this. I can't do it. He's not asking you to do it. He's asking you to submit to Him and He'll do it for you. He'll do it through you. That very day that I surrendered to preach, I was scared to death of crowds. Ain't that that wonderful? Lord, I can't preach. I'm scared to death to talk in front of people. Lord, I can't do this. Lord, I can't do that. Quit giving Him excuses. Because He's not interested in your power or your abilities. Submit to His power and His ability today, and He can do great things through you. How are we going to do it? We've got to submit to Him. We've got to be in field with the Holy Spirit of God. Every day we have to be empowered. But I want you to know the Holy Spirit guides us in this life. Let me tell you something. If you are saved, the Spirit will guide you in your life. When you have tough decisions to make, when things are going wrong and you need some guidance, don't listen to your friends and your family all the time. Listen to the Holy Spirit of God in your life. We need the direction of God. How does God guide? Through the truth and through His Spirit today. And let me tell you something, that Spirit will never lead outside of this. This Spirit will never contradict this Word. I want you to know the Holy Spirit will always guide you according to the will of God. When y'all called, and and Brother Norman called me that night, and he said, we've called you as our pastor, we want you to come. And I said, okay, how many voted against me? I I just knew that there was a few of y'all voted against me. And I I was going to use that furniture. I was doing anything I could to not come here. Not because I don't love y'all. Because I didn't want to leave Texas. Brother Norman said, ain't nobody voted against you. Every excuse I give the Lord, he took it away. I was scared to death. I was slamming stuff. Lacey said, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm mad at God. What's wrong with me? I I did. I I got mad at God. But I knew that me and my family could not be outside the will of God. And at that time, I really didn't know what he wanted because I did not put myself in a position to listen to him. And I knew what I had to do. I went to my dad's camp, and I got down there. I, laid, I raked six big old bags of leaves. And at the end of that sixth bag, he humbled me down, and I fell down. I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. At that very moment, he said, you need to go to Hamburg. I was scared to death. I said, Lord, I'll do it. I'll do it. But you give me the boldness. You give me the strength. You provide everything. I'm relying on you, and I'm going to tell you something. God has provided for me and my family. God got me here, not man. God got me here. It's God. This is a God thing. How do we get here? 
through the work and the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. We need God's will in our life, and the only way to do it is through the work of that Holy Spirit. Friend, how do we pray? Through the aid of the Holy Spirit. How do we study this? Through the aid of the Holy Spirit. There are scriptures there in the, in the, in the bulletin. Go home, look at that. Let me tell you something. We get understanding from this and through this, through the Holy Spirit of God. We pray through the work and the help of the Holy Spirit. Friend, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit to please Him today. You have faith. He'll indwell you. Then every day, you get in filled. Hey, there's a tough battle out there. We need to be filled. God's people needs to submit to the work of the Holy Spirit of God in their life. Let me tell you something. This world will chew you up and chew you out. That devil doesn't love you and he doesn't love your family either. He will destroy your home if you let him. We've got to get some power. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He's greater today. Are you willing to submit to that greater power? Are you willing to put it all on him? He can do it today. When's the last time you just said, God, I'm done. I quit. I'm not going to try anymore. I'm going to let you do this for me. When's the last time you just said, God, I need to be filled with your Holy Spirit? If you're here today and all this has been foolishness to you and you don't know what I'm talking about, about the Holy Spirit, would you be saved today? Would you trust in the Lord? You know what's going to happen if you trust in God? He's going to come and dwell you today. Heaven's going to open up. That Holy Spirit's going to come to you and fill you up. And you're going to know that Holy Spirit's going to seal you and give you some resolve about your salvation finally. Friend, be saved today. And the Holy Spirit of God is going to fill your heart. How many times have we prayed, Lord, fill us. Lord, send your Spirit. He's already sent us His Spirit. We need to submit to His Spirit. Amen. Let's stand this morning very quiet, very reverent. And maybe there's something you're facing in life. Maybe it's a job change. Maybe it's something you're going through with your family. And you just need some leadership. You need some guidance. Friend, the Holy Spirit's our answer. Would you go to these altars and seek that Spirit today? Maybe you need to be saved. Would you be saved today? If you've been saved and you need to make a profession of faith and be baptized, would you come this morning? If you need to join this church, would you come? What page? M number 396.